Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you will find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fightjunkie2006. AJ, undefeated, 22-0, 21 big wins. Andy Ruiz, 32 and 1, 21 big wins. Currently, AJ is a significant favorite, minus 2150. That's a straight line. Ruiz comes back at plus 1650. There are different props on the will go, won't go. Four and a half. Five and a half, six and a half, seven and a half. I'll give you those even though your book may not have them, just in case. Over four and a half, minus 175. Under four and a half, plus 125. Over five and a half, minus 120. Under five and a half, minus 120. Over six and a half, plus 115. Under six and a half, minus 125. Over seven and a half, plus 138. Under seven and a half, Minus 189. We'll go, won't go 12 full rounds. We'll go plus 525. Won't go minus 750. Fight is a draw, 75 to 1. Joshua wins by decision, plus 575. Ruiz wins by decision, plus 3850. Joshua wins inside, minus 560. Ruiz wins inside, plus 2,005. So obviously you can see the odds are pretty wide. I guess that's expected. Not only is AJ the man, Ruiz is coming in on short notice. I'm sure hardcore boxing fans know who he is. But when we're talking about the general public here, I mean, when they see this guy, they think, no way. He is, you know, in our opinion, severely out of shape, right? When you look at him, you look like he looks like he's just a double R, let's be honest. But the fact is, he has pretty good cardio. He's lost a lot of weight from when he started. I believe he was like 350 pounds, something crazy like that. He definitely is a chunky monkey. Nobody is going to dispute that. It's not pleasing to the eye to look at all that jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. But the kid can fight. He's got fast hands. He throws in combinations. He presses the fight. He's definitely a gamer. He's got heart, shown a good chin. Even in his one loss against Parker, most people think he won that fight. Location, location, location matters. And most people think he got jobbed on the cards due to the location. I'm not high on Joseph Parker at all. So a loss to Parker, in my opinion, is terrible. But again, like I said, if you watch a fight, you really can make a case that Andy Ruiz won that fight. Now, though, Parker was able to go to the distance against AJ. In my opinion, that was a terrible fight. I thought AJ looked terrible. 
and Parker didn't want to open up at all. The dude was scared shitless to engage. It was a ter- it was a terrible fight. AJ looked horrible in that fight. In my opinion, you've seen this subtle shift from AJ being just a killer to more of a technician that they're trying to get to not only conserve his stamina but just use his energy better. By that, I mean they're trying to get him to use some of his physical gifts and try not to have him just go balls to the walls crazy. It kind of reminds me of Lennox Lewis prior to uh, getting with Manny. He he was a go-get killer, man, and he would get caught in these crazy exchanges. He had big power like AJ, especially in the right hand. I think AJ um, has a better left hook, but he had uh, physical advantages over fighters. A long jab, uh, big right hand, and he would go try to take your head off. It worked the majority of the time, but the chinny, chin, chin. Manny came along and reeled him in some and forced him to learn how to fight on the outside and use his abilities on the outside. And then he didn't even really teach him, like, you know, head movement and a lot of fancy footwork and all. He just grabbed people on the inside, and it worked. The dude's huge. Not only that, but as he got later in his career and he got really savvy, he would push down on his smaller opponents and throw uppercuts and knock them out. You don't believe me? Go look at Michael Grant. Man, the way he hit that dude with, the, with those uppercuts while he was holding his head down, brutal. Illegal, but brutal. In my opinion, this is the way that AJ should be fighting. Because even though I have seen a lot of things I like from AJ, the fact of the matter is you have to question his stamina. And we've already seen him dropped and stunned. And he doesn't have that many fights as a pro. Granted, it's heavyweight. But when you're supposed to be the baddest man on the planet, right, you expect more domination from him. Even in the Povetkin fight, which he eventually won by nice, brutal knockout, you saw that he got hit there. He got he got shook for a minute. And Povetkin's another smaller guy. I believe he was 40 or 41 going into that. There was issues with PED use prior to this. It wasn't a, a guy people expected to really be able to do a lot with AJ. And he hung in there, hung in there for a while, I believe it was 8th or ninth round stoppage. And he had some success against AJ. So it's not like AJ is 100% seasoned. He's still learning on the job as a pro. And when you're doing that, you're bound to make some type of mistakes here and there. The problem is when you're talking about heavyweight, you make a mistake and you might end up on your back. That's one of the reasons the fight with Wilder is so great because both of these guys have massive punching power i believe aj has better technique overall but they both have defensive lapses with in my opinion wilder has far more but he brings one punch brutal crazy knockout power and you've seen aj down before you've seen him shook before you've seen him hurt before dillian white hurt him I mean, it goes on and on and on. So when people see this fight, it really could be a case of who lands first. Because even though they both do things very well, they have glaring flaws. And I do still believe that AJ has some of those flaws. I do think they're trying to correct them. Like I said, if you've watched his progression since when he started to where he is now, they are trying to get him to box. It would be smart. Stay on the outside. Use the jab right hand left hook. 
And when they get close, you don't have to go crazy. He is a pretty decent inside fighter, but he doesn't need to be, in all honesty. Like I said, a lot of people thought Lennox was boring when he held all the time. Sometimes it was excessive, but it really rejuvenated and, in my opinion, saved his entire career the way Manny morphed him into that boxer that holds when the fighter gets close and and referees nowadays and even back then they just let you do it and they separate and the smaller guy has to walk through hell to get back in that position only to be held again now what is he walking through he's walking through in the case of Lennox a freaking stiff jab that'll take your head off and a right hand that if it lands it's 99 well, AJ can do the same. Wilder could do the same thing. Like Wilder could prevent himself from being so vulnerable by sticking behind a basic one-two because these guys are so freaking big with so much power that most people are not going to be able to walk through a one-two from Wilder, even if it's not his crazy thunder right hand. How many times can you take that on the chin before you go down? And that's what we're looking at in this fight because Andy Ruiz is smaller, much smaller, and AJ has a lot of physical advantages, and we're not even getting into just pure technique and quality. We're just talking about a physical difference here where Andy's going to have to make up ground. Andy uses a little bit of head movement, but I don't think it's enough. He tries to get a little cute there as he comes in, but he doesn't do it consistency consistently enough and it doesn't really seem like he's putting a lot of effort in. It almost seems like he's going through the motions when he does it. Sometimes it works, but you got level of competition as well. The other big 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 problem with Andy Ruiz, he's got slow feet. Fast hands, slow feet. If you watch him, the way he closes the distance, he literally just walks forward. He cuts off the ring somewhat well, but his feet are so slow that anybody that's got decent lateral movement that can fight off the back foot a bit are going to give him trouble. Even Parker, this is the way Parker fought. And again, guys, like Parker, in my opinion, is really rubbish. In all honesty, really rubbish. Like his overall skill set, I am not impressed with it at all. And it's not like even if you think Andy won that fight, he just totally dominated. It wasn't even close. Most people say, oh, it was a close fight, but Andy won it. He made the fight. He pressed the fight. Parker really didn't. You get a sense Parker doesn't really do shit in the ring. That's what he does. He doesn't really do anything. Somehow he just hangs around but AJ is going to do that same thing I really do believe he's going to try to box off the back foot try to draw Andy in which won't be hard because Andy's gonna have to walk forward try to hit him with a one two three as he walks in nothing fancy and try to either just spark him with that one two three or touch him touch him touch him and wear him down why is that important well because the strategy here could determine the over four, the over five, the over six, the over seven, the 12, the Joshua inside. It makes a big, big difference because up until this point, Andy's shown a good chin, but we know what he brings to the table. He's going to have to come forward. We know that AJ can slow the pace down a bit. He's been doing that, that he can try to get on the back foot a little bit, try to walk people into stuff. That's what I would expect to happen. Prior to Deontay Wilder's brutal one-round knockout. Because these guys have a pissing contest going on. 
And I'm worried that AJ is just going to come out, try to look as impressive as uh, Wilder, and just go balls to the wall and try to blast Andy out. Could he do it? Of course he could do it. That's the old AJ that everybody loved that came out and just threw bombs and tried to spark everyone out as fast as possible. The problem is, what did you see with the old AJ? Cardio. Once he hit that wall, he's like a totally different fighter. I still maintain if Vladimir Klitschko would have put the pedal to the metal, he would have knocked AJ out. After he knocked him down, he would have finished him and he would have been the champ. I still maintain that. But Vlad, as you know, who looked, in my opinion, good for that fight compared to what he did in his previous fight and considering his age and wearing tear and how long he had been champion, all this, I think he did look good. But Vladimir's always had that, um, reputation of just not being willing to put it all on the line he did more so in that fight than many of his most recent fights but I still think that little bit of hesitation cost him the fight in fact that's another guy if you're looking at big guy right used his physical advantages basically a one-two just like Lennox Lewis did again Manny Stewart Manny Manny right Lennox had Manny Klitschko had Manny. You see a similar style. Two big guys. Good jabs. Right hands. How did they fight? What did Klitschko do on the inside? What did Lynx do on the inside? What was their strategy? This is what I'm saying. AJ can definitely copy that type of style and be very, very effective because he's got the physical tools to do it and he's got the power to force people to walk into that round after round after round. Even when people said Vladimir Klitschko was boring. Look at his record. Look at his knockout percentage. Look at his fights. More often than not, he got them out of there. It wasn't exciting up until when he sparked them. But you simply can't take those type of punches round after round. Even if it's only a few from guys that are that big with that much power. It, it takes your soul. And the next thing you know, one of those punches land and you crumble to the ground and that's what we saw we saw that with Lennox Lewis we saw that with Klitschko and I think they're trying to morph AJ more into that type of a fighter simply because it protects his chin more and it protects his cardio you've seen him hit the wall with the cardio and we spoke about the chin these are two glaring problems and something that Andy Ruiz is going to try to take advantage of Ruiz's game plan is to get inside and make AJ work simple make him work the longer the fight goes the better hit him to the body hit him to the arms hit him to the head just make him fend off your attack that's what Andy Ruiz wants they want to set a high pace Andy already has fast hands throws and combination punches for the majority of the time and they want to make AJ work get him to that wall and then finish him it's very very simple because anybody that's watched the fight uh, watch AJ fight understands that this is what you're going to have to do if you can't just Deontay Wilder if you can't just come out and bomb him out you're going to have to drag him down you're gonna have to wear him down you're gonna have to beat him down you're gonna have to push him to that point of breaking and he's got heart guys but when the body says no mo it says no mo you saw that in the Klitschko fight the guy looked like he was literally gonna die in the corner when he hit that wall of fatigue so, excuse me, little Andy there is going to do that. He's going to try to make him go into deep waters and he's going to drown him. Will it work? Well, if AJ comes out and goes a crazy man and doesn't get him out, 
AJ's in trouble, man. Andy does have good stamina. He has good fast hands. He does throw in combinations. I don't think he's the biggest hitter in the world, but these are heavyweights. He does bring power. So if AJ hits a stamina wall, he's in trouble. I'm telling you that right now. This is why it's important for you when you're capping this fight to look at what you think the strategy is going to be. Because if you think he's going to come out and try to be more impressive than Wilder or make sure that he absolutely scores an early round knockout somewhere before the first five rounds, six rounds, and he's just going to revert back to the old AJ more and try to put Andy down and out, be the first to stop him and then say, hey, I wanted to fight Wilder, Wilder's chicken and whatever the case is, call him out after the fight then you got to make sure that AJ is going to be able to do it. Because if he isn't able to do it, I'm telling you right now, the upset will be a brewing. He cannot hit a stamina wall at five or six rounds against Andy Ruiz and not be under severe, severe pressure for the last six rounds. That would have him... Now listen, we're not talking about deadly power from Ruiz, but you don't need that. When you're hitting the body, you don't need a lot of power. And when your opponent fatigues, you don't need a lot of power. Your legs will literally go out from underneath you, will literally collapse from the wind blowing. So Andy's best shot is to get AJ to blow the load. Blow it, boy. You blow that load. Because if it doesn't work, Andy's in this fight. And a huge upset is in the making. If AJ, on the other hand, fights smart, Lennox Lewis Klitschko style, or even we'll call it AJ style, how he's slowly morphing into the more reserved, I will touch you, I will touch you, eventually I will break you type of style, Andy's in a much tougher fight because it conserves the stamina of Joshua, it protects his chin better, and Andy still has to walk through fire. It's not like when Joshua goes into the more reserved mode of boxing, he's not hitting these guys, he's still touching them, he's still touching them, and you saw in the Povekin fight, he only needs one punch. So he can play that same game where he can touch you, he can touch you, and then he can turn it on. And when he flips that switch with one of those punches that he's looking to knock you out with, you better hope and pray that shit don't land. Because if it does, what are we talking about? Lennox Lewis, Vladimir Klitschko, AJ, more often than not, you're going to sleep. So in my opinion, for the longevity of his career... The huge paydays, the super fights, right? All these things. He needs some of that skill set. He needs to have some of those tools for when he fights the more elite competition or the different styles that may cause him trouble. Like, we know he has the old AJ. Would the old AJ work better against Tyson Fury? Probably, but what happens if he's swinging and missing for six rounds and he gasses? Uh, what about against Wilder? They just come out and throw toe-to-toe until somebody lands and then that's it? The fight's over? Or is he going to try to game plan the, the jab, right hand, left hook and, and try to walk Wilder into something? These are important tools he's going to have to have because it's not going to be as easy as it has been once he fights the elite 
quote unquote elite, or I guess the best we have at this point of the division. So going back to Andy, I think personally that's the way Joshua should fight this fight and probably the majority of his fights. Do I like the old AJ that's aggressive and wild and crazy? Of course, it's fun to watch. But I understand from a business uh, perspective and, of course, from a longevity perspective of trying to get as many wins possible, rack up titles, and, of course, rack up the cheddar, cheddar, cheddar. You've got to implement different tools you've got to be able to change things up even wilder started to in his fight against uh brazil but that quickly went out the window you could see the way he was holding his left hand and how he's working that in training camp trying to be a little more technical but wilder is wilder at this point i don't know if you can even change the guy like as soon as he gets you hurt or as soon as he lands a good punch the guy just goes crazy it's incredible to watch how sloppy he is but how effective he is so i think that's what you're looking at in this fight i think aj has two past the victory really but one of them in my opinion is more dangerous and probably not even needed in all honesty i don't really think the reverse uh reverting back to the old aj the seek and destroy guy is really needed here because andy ruiz is going to give you what you want andy ruiz is going to be in your face he's gonna give you the opportunities to punch him right in the nose he's gonna be straight up and down right in front of anthony joshua joshua does not need to go looking for him he can touch him he can touch him and then he can flip the switch now does that happen in five rounds six rounds eight rounds nine rounds ten rounds well a lot of that if aj fights the way we're talking about is going to be on andy ruiz how good is his chin parker was able to survive now in my opinion parker stunk up the joint But you could see that AJ was content to not put the foot on the gas, to not press it, to not go overboard, and simply do enough to win the fight. AJ wasn't really looking to get in that knockdown drag out either. Now, is that because he was learning the style, learning to be more patient, learning to use his tools better? Maybe. Or is that just something that they've made him... uh, implement in his game plan now listen you've got to be willing to go the distance you're not going to knock everybody out so if they give it to you take it if not don't worry about it win on the cards if that's the case people are going to get burned on these aj props all the time that are minus 600 minus 700 inside with under sitting at 700 800 900 a thousand because look at the parker fight look at the uh, povekin fight you guys realize that went like eight or nine rounds When he goes into that mode, it takes a little more time. It almost is identical to how you saw Lennox Lewis and Klitschko fall. A lot of times, they still got the knockouts, but it wasn't always like the early rounds, one, two, three. A lot of times, they just touch, 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 and they were perfectly content running you into something in round seven. They didn't feel the need to get you out of there in round two. It wasn't about impressing the crowd. It wasn't about highlight real knockout it wasn't about any it was about winning that's what their goal was winning if they had to go to the cards and win they were perfectly fine you saw that with Klitschko happy as a clam to go 12 rounds and keep his title and keep his title defenses going on the flip side perfectly happy to knock you out in round nine it didn't matter because they stuck to the exact same game plan the exact same technique 
the exact same punches thrown and landed, the exact same defense, round after round after round. Because more often than not, their opponents did not know how to solve the riddle. They didn't know how to solve the puzzle. In fact, look at the Tyson Fury-Klitschko fight. Klitschko did the exact same shit round after round after round, even though he was losing. This goes back to their mentality. He had done it for so long, the exact same thing, that he didn't know how to flip the switch. He didn't know how to switch up and say, I'm actually behind. Because every time he did the same thing, he was winning. Whether it went to the cards or he scored a knockout. He was winning the fight, doing what he always did. When it didn't work against Tyson Fury, he had no answers. Mentally, the guy has a million tools. Everybody knows that. Look at the early Vladimir Klitschko versus the old Vladimir Klitschko. Once Manny got a hold of him, look how he used to fight. What happened? He would get caught and or hit the stamina wall. The same thing. Look at Lennox. Look at AJ. And then you see them morph. It's it's natural, in my opinion, that when you got you have guys this, that are this big, this talented, with that kind of power, that you naturally teach them to make people walk into your punches. You make them understand that it's safer and more effective in the long run to use your physical tools and skill set on the outside and make the smaller fighters have to go through absolute hell and fire and fury to get to you because more often than not you at the very least you're going to wear them down even by round 12 these guys have known like they've had zero success one no rounds one one round have been battered and beaten and dropped 52 times and that's the toughest of the toughest of the toughest so it works and i don't think anybody can dispute it works do they get criticized? Yes, all those guys will get criticized. The, the previous two I spoke of definitely got criticized in their careers for the way they fought, but they're considered all-time greats. They made a lot of money, and they have amazing records. So in the end, does it really matter what the fans think? I mean, to a degree, but with the amount of money that these guys are guaranteed now, especially with the, the zone contract that AJ has, I don't think he's losing any sleep over uh, the average Joe there whining and crying that um, AJ went the distance because now he boxes and he's not a seek and destroy killer anymore. I don't think he gives a rat's ass about it. So in my opinion, that's what AJ should do. If you think he's going to do that, then it's a question of how much can Andy Ruiz take because he is going to have to take. It was the same thing we spoke about in the Brazil Wilder fight with the with the way Brazil fought. The flaw of his jab with the right hand of Wilder. It was going to be very, very difficult to take any amount of damage over the course of five, six, seven rounds because he got hit clean and he was going to be right in front of Wilder. I think you see that with Ruiz. Obviously, I think Ruiz has a little bit different of a style and brings a little more danger here than what Brazil did simply because his flaws aren't as glaring, but he's really undersized. And the lack of head movement and the way that he V-lines straight for his opponent could be very dangerous against somebody like AJ who can box off the back foot and run you into shots. And like I said, AJ also has a threat of the left hook. Um, which Wilder doesn't really have. He has more of that right hand danger, but AJ can knock you out with the right hand or the left hook. And we're not even talking about uppercuts, which Andrew Ruiz is small, can easily dip into an uppercut as well. 
but I think boxing on the outside is the game, right game plan. And AJ can just touch him and flip the switch. The question is, what does he do? How does he do it? When does he go for the switch flip? Well, if you look at the way he's been fighting and you look at the rounds he's been going, you would think, even though Andy's going to be straight up in his face, he might be safe for a little while. I'm not so certain it's going to be an early round knockout for Anthony Joshua if he does fight the way that we're talking about. I think Andy's toughness and overall desire to be the first Mexican heavyweight champion of the world is probably going to keep him in there for as long as he can. And the other thing is how much mustard is Joshua going to be putting on those punches that he's touching Andy with? Is he going to come straight out with those big, powerful punches? Then, of course, Andy could be in trouble. We spoke about that. But on the flip side, there's danger there for Joshua if you don't get him out. Even if you're not going balls to the wall, old AJ style, if you're putting a lot of mustard on each and every shot, I mean, AJ is a muscle-bound guy. Those muscles eat up a lot of oxygen. It's no coincidence that he hits the wall when he does and how he does and how he can't keep his hands up with the lactic acid in his arms. And he, I mean, it's obvious, guys. If you've watched combat sports for any amount of time, you've seen this time and time again with guys who are built like AJ. So you almost have to adapt. Otherwise, you better get everybody out of there within six rounds fighting like that because when you hit the wall, it takes a long time for these guys to come back and get their second win. You saw that against Klitschko. It was impressive that he was able to come back and get him out of there in 11. But again, I believe that was more of a flaw in Klitschko's game planning that he could have had AJ out of there and AJ would have never had the chance to get the second win and come back. So... If he is boxing, then you have to ask yourself, okay, how is he going to do it? Is he going to touch him, touch him, touch him, and run him into something here and there? Or is he going to be bombing him every single punch? So the right hand is a knockout shot. The left hook is a knockout shot. He either spins him or they hold and they reset, and Ruiz takes a step forward, and he throws another knockout shot right hand and another knockout shot. left hook if it's that type of fight then basically AJ is going for the early knockout and if he doesn't get it like I said there could be an upset brewing there I really believe that because Andy Ruiz is just not the type of fighter that you can hit the wall with and expect that you're just going to be able to do the bare minimum and get through the next six rounds because he'll just be right on top of you AJ wouldn't have the jab right hand power to keep him off of him And Ruiz would just crowd him and AJ would be forced to hold, hold, hold. And then you're talking about scorecards and all kinds of issues that are dangerous there for Anthony Joshua. So I think when you're looking at this fight as far as betting goes, Andy Andy Ruiz is probably going to be looking for a mid to late round stoppage in my opinion like I don't think anybody thinks he's just going to bomb Anthony out early those are the most dangerous rounds generally for Joshua's opponents because he is full of energy full of power and very dangerous even if he's boxing if you put the pedals on the metal a little too much and get him a little spicy, he may just spark you out. So you have to be very, very careful. I think Andy's game plan is going to be more of a, I'm going to wear you down and I'm going to bring you into the deep waters. I'm going to drown you. I'm going to get you out of there in 10, 11, and 12. I really believe that's the way he's going to approach the fight is just pressure, pressure, pressure. 
hit him anywhere he can and more pressure. As far as Joshua, I really do believe he will try to box. I hope he doesn't go crazy, even if he knocks Andy out in two rounds in the crazy mode. Yeah, it may work for this fight, but you simply can't. You're not going to be able to. It's so dangerous. It's so dangerous. We've seen him do that against lesser competition and have scares. It's very, very dangerous to be that way and have that mentality all the time. I think he can flip it on and he can flip it off. He's shown that. But I'm I'm worried that, you know, if, if he gets hit against a Wilder or if he gets hit against a Fury, then he's just going to go, you know, absolutely crazy and either get sparked out or swinging for air for five rounds and he's huffing and puffing and Fury knocks him out and everybody would be like, what? Because fatigue makes coward out of men, guys. If you've ever been in there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't care how good you are. How ripped you are, how how awesome your skills are. If you've got George Foreman prime punching power, when you can't lift your arms up and your feet feel like they are stuck in mud, you are in trouble against any man that's 200 plus pounds standing across the opposite corner of you. You're in trouble. It's dangerous. So I think personally AJ is going to box here. I think you need to look carefully at the round props here because there could be an opportunity where Joshua still gets the knockout, but it may not be early. I mean, the over four and a half is only minus 175. That is not steep at all. Not at all. Because on paper, most people are thinking this is an absolute mismatch. The public is going to look at the physique of Andy Ruiz and go, oh my lord, look at this guy, right? Like, the books open Andy right around 1,000 to 1,100 underdog, and the public has pounded the line. He's almost sitting at 1,700. So that tells you all you need to know. They look this guy up, and they go, this guy is a tub of lard. This is a total mismatch. They probably never heard of him. I doubt they've watched him on PBC. And they're going to say, this guy is nothing. He has no skills. This is a setup fight. We want to see Joshua Wilder. Listen, Ruiz has skills. I don't care if Joshua knocks him out in 22 seconds. Ruiz has skills. He has fast hands, especially for heavyweight. And he throws in combination, especially at heavyweight. Those two things right there are very rare for the most part. Like, you see AJ throwing combinations, but you don't see him throwing combinations and combinations and combinations and combinations and com. That's not how it works. You don't see Wilder throwing combinations. And my Lord, if he does, they're all over the place. So, I mean, even Tyson Fury, you see him throwing combinations, but a lot of it's a one, two and move, 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 right? He doesn't bring the power. So they each have unique skill sets that they bring. And one of those for Andy Ruiz is his speed. He does have good hand speed. If he had better footwork, I think he would be far more dangerous to Joshua than what he is simply because you can't be that slow a foot the way you close the distance and think that you're just going to get right up on Anthony Joshua like white on rice. That's not going to be easy because Joshua has good enough lateral movement that he can take a step back. It's almost like Ruiz has that heavy boy plotting style. Those big, heavy, overweight guys, how they be, they're really slow afoot. 
and they kind of just walk forward. That's what Andy does. It's weird that he has as fast as hands as he does. It kind of tells me he should not be anywhere near the weight that he is. He actually might be better at like cruiser weight. Like he should probably be sub 200 if we're being honest. He probably should get his ass in shape and be down at 190 pounds or even like 199, 200 pounds because his hand speed suggests to me that he, he should be a much lighter weight fighter than what he is because that, that's unusual to have that kind of slow feet but those fast hands and then decent good stamina too like he's throwing in combination punches walking forward putting pressure on normally he's the undersized guy so he's got to use a little bit of head movement take some shots to get inside and he's able to do it you see his record he, he does go some rounds it's not like he's blasting people out you know right out of the gate so he has shown these strengths, and those are good strengths to have. But he's very undersized here, and he's slow afoot. So AJ should, theoretically, be able to walk him into that one 2 three that we spoke about and be able to control the distance. Even more than just walking him into the shot, it's not allowing Andy to get to the position that he wants to get, which is right on your chest. You've got to keep him off of your chest go look at any of the fights even his most recent fight where he's fighting a big guy he wants to get past that reach he wants to get out of the danger zone of the power because most big guys cannot fight on the inside so he does what he needs to do to get on the inside and then he tries to work now again with the holding you get reset a lot when you're Andy Ruiz that's a great thing if you're betting on Joshua because Joshua does not have to stand there and fight. He doesn't even need to spin off and make him reset. He can literally wrap his arms around him, a la Klitschko Lennox Lewis, and make the referee step in. Who gets the benefit? Joshua gets the benefit because the ref separates him, pushes him back, and Andy Ruiz has to take 15 more steps to close the distance that he just closed, and he may have gotten one or two punches off on the inside. Very, very difficult. That's why Tyson did it so well because he took very little damage in his prime coming in. They tried to do the exact same thing. Punch, punch, punch as he was coming in. He just happened to have a style where he slipped, slip, slip, and then boom, unleash the bomb. And he doesn't have that type of upper body movement. He simply doesn't. He doesn't have that type of head movement. But overall, from the waist up, he just doesn't move like that. You see it in spots. You can find times where he's able to do it, but consistently over the course of a full three-minute round, he doesn't do it enough. And his feet aren't fast enough, or Tyson was able to close that distance fast. Fast, he was able to be right up on top of the guy. The guy had two or three punches to try to hit Tyson with before Tyson was right on him. You don't have to worry about that with Andy. You can do the slow one, two, three, and then spin off and Andy's still looking at you, smiling at you, going, yeah, I'm going to get you eventually. But that's dangerous against a guy like AJ, even when AJ's boxing, because he does bring that type of lights out power. So I think Andy's really got a tough test in front of him. I don't think people are giving him credit for what he does well, especially with the way that he looks. And that's just the truth. 
a lot of people won't admit to it, but that really is the truth. Like he, especially when you compare him to AJ, AJ looks like a boxing God molded him. And you look at Andy Ruiz and he looks like the typical, you know, fat little Mexican guy that's probably eating tacos out in the back of the taco truck before the fight starts. Let's be honest. And so people aren't giving him a credit for the skills that he brings to this. Another thing, it is late notice, but you have to ask yourself how much better shape would Ruiz being would he have taken it super serious and gotten even better shape would it have mattered would it have helped his footwork would it help his foot speed i don't think so it may have helped his cardio like if you see him gas in this fight then i think you could attribute it to the short uh the short call up the short time frame to train because generally he has good cardio but even in an eight-week camp, a 10-week camp, whatever it is that he would have had normally, I don't think his foot speed would be any better. And I don't think the game plan would change very much, you know, honestly. I think he would have to do what he's going to do, which is try to avoid as much damage as possible and try to get inside. So if you're looking at Andy Ruiz, this is the type of style he is going to fight. And that's the way he's going to have to win. He's going to have to Bring Anthony Joshua to that wall and make him hit that wall. He's going to have to make Anthony Joshua face the cardio beast, the the devil, the demon. Go to that dark, dark place where he can't keep his hands up and his legs are jelly. For Joshua, he's got more options. We're just going to go with that. He's going to box a little bit here. And I think if you go with that, if you agree with that, if you look at that, then you're going to be looking at those round props because Joshua wins inside is steep. It even opened steep. I believe it opened at almost five to one. It's going to be probably six to one come fight night. It's steep. Now, do I not think he's going to get him out? Yeah, he probably will, but you've seen him go late with guys. Again, Parker went the distance. Povetkin, I believe, went eight or nine rounds. Guys can go, and from what Andy has shown, he's shown a good chin, he's shown a good stamina, he's shown the fast hands, he's shown the good combinations, he's shown that Mexican toughness that we always love and cheer and root for. It's not out of the realm of uh, possibility that those things that he brings along with Joshua boxing this fight goes some rounds. So it's probably a little bit safer to look at some of those early round props uh, over unders if your book offers them where you only need Andy Ruiz to go four and a half rounds and you cash and it's not a crazy number minus 175. And then you don't care what happens. Get them out of there. Don't get them out of there. Look impressive. Don't look impressive. You've got your cheddar. You've cashed your ticket. You are a winner. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will suck it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.